Hey guys, what's up? This is Omar, and this is the first episode of Economics Hangover, which is literally the translation of our Portuguese podcast, Hisak Economica. And it's the first one in English we're testing out, and I'm here with Victor, is not today because this was kind of an unexpected event, but we decided to make a podcast in English for, for the general public. And I'm tonight with my cousin, Al, Alan Costa. What's up, man? Hey, what's it going? Talk a little bit about, about yourself for the public, because normally the host is me, me and Victor, so like you're- Yeah, no, I totally get it. So, uh, I know Omar for many years, and I have lived in the US for a couple of years now, and since we've met back together, we've found out that we've had very similar, or at least interesting outlooks on like modern life and like the economy and politics in general and mm -hmm. I think it would be a really interesting thing to, for us to talk about. Cool. So uh, let's get straight into the topic like before here. We were talking about uh, the AI, you know, like this new revolution and optimization, like what we're going through and I, and I mean, I think anybody that it's living in this world <laughs> unless if you're living in the middle of nowhere you would know what's ai even in the most primitive scale like if you have an ipad or if you have an iphone you have some sort of ai running through your life and as much as we're living right now we're seeing that like it's becoming more natural to like uh we have like even in our jobs right like we see like all these um jobs in the past for example in accounting or uh those people like in law that do the writings from like recordings mm -hmm. they're all being replaced by by machines because it's just like it's much more efficient it's less costly and uh it's also much faster and um let's talk a, a little bit deeper into this like we were talking before um what what do you think that's going to happen like in the next five to ten years with this kind of technology So as far as AI goes, like the very first step is that people with low wage, well, low wage work will definitely be gone. Like yeah. low wage work will most certainly be replaced by AI just from the fact that they're more efficient. And like we live in a capitalist society and the capitalism will dictate that these workers that are better will be, will be eventually you will be replaced by the AI because they're better. And that's going to create a whole lot of other issues. Yeah. Like that is a, social issues. Yeah, in economics, like we have this uh, really like um, famous economist from the, I believe it's from the 40s or around that time. His name was Joseph Schumpeter. And he, he wrote about the theory of creative destruction that it's very normal in a capitalistic society to whenever a new technology is introduced uh, it's just like it, 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 just, it literally destroys the old things so the new ones can come in so we saw a lot of periods in history things like that happening like for example in media we saw like in the past people used to listen to radios and then it came to TV and now the internet and now it's coming to AI or the you know instant 
messaging thing is that you have mm -hmm. things in real time due to technology and uh, it's just a process of creative destruction is like as long as human evolution continues and markets continue it's like it's it's natural and that's very true and honestly like i would even argue that like that's something that's gonna keep going it's already in place right now yeah that's apple's entire business model like yeah. Apple created the iPod so it could kill it with the iPhone. And exactly. like it's not it's not new. I just think that more companies are going to eventually catch on to that. Yeah. And notice that the rate of change is so great that you need to be the one to make the change if you want to be on top of the game. I just think it's a little weird because like uh the evolution became so short-termed because like in the past it was like it took decades for like a new invention to come. Yeah. Like it took like a, a ton of research, a ton of investment, a ton of like engineers to be there testing. And nowadays things just pop out of like year after another. So like, like the next year your cell phone's already gonna be obsolete. Your iPad is already obsolete. You're, you know, like, so it become like, I think we reached a point that things are going really fast. And it's like, when we're talking about this perspective of five to 10 years, probably in 10 years, we're gonna see things that we don't even imagine. That's true. And like, as far as that goes, like we literally can't even predict what's gonna be available in five to 10 years because like the metric that we've used to determine how fast things progressed is changed. You know, like, just from the fact that a hundred years ago we had a certain type of technology and now we're progressing even faster than that is pretty is pretty daunting yeah it's like um i really feel like uh, we were talking this before we record the episode like we're talking like about like uh how much like we're getting closer to like a cyberpunk revolution because like you get like in those sci-fi novels and movies it's just like uh, it becomes like with all this like increasingly incentive of big corporations and uh, markets and uh, intense capitalism uh, you just create a system that it, it, it facilitates the implementation of AIs so it becomes like the AIs become closer to, to human beings as to the point they become connected to our society to become like even part of us in some extreme cases in in these uh, fictions where where people yeah. you know change their body parts into robotic parts or or even more esoteric ones that they upload their consciousness into a pen drive or something like that. <laughs> I definitely think that that's the future, though. Like, I think we've reached the limits of biology. I mean, not quite literally, like like that but we've reached as far as humanity can go with the pace that he with the pace that evolution works at you know like just the thought that human beings have been genetically the same for the last 200,000 years just shows exactly how slow these things work because this body was made for a life that was tailored for 200,000 years ago you know like where you go out and you see that big ass game yeah. and you're gonna hunt that game and that's it that's your whole life you yeah. hunt the big animal you plant the food and you live 
And that's what all of humanity has been driven towards. And it's only been the last 12,000 years that we've been actually like, hey, we can cheat the system. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, even getting more mundane topics, we see like, for example, you get like in an in industry work, like an industri industry worker, like in the past, you had like a ton of people gathering up in a treadmill to put each another part for creating, for example, a car or, I don't know, a, a sneaker or something like that. But nowadays you just substitute that for a, for a machine that has like a mechanical arm that does that much faster than you. And pow, you have your sneaker done in less time with much more efficiency and at a greater scale at a lower cost. And I think like grabbing back to the reality they're living, uh, we're gonna have, start seeing more of these, this kind of dynamics into more intellectual work. For example, like uh, nowadays, like math, mathematics, you pretty much don't need so much to learn how to work on to like equations because every app that you use in the internet or in your cell phone, it will calculate much faster than you. It doesn't matter how good you are, the app is better. So like we're seeing, I think the big key of this revolution is that before that we had like the substitution of like manual labor, now it's starting to come more into the intellectual parts of it which is like in a sense is good but also in a sense is bad because like we're gonna start to see much of like these uh jobs like we said and start like in accounting and law starting to disappear and it's only bad because of the fact that human beings are so short-sighted mm -hmm. like we were designed to live lives that were maybe 30 40 years long you know, and nature never intended us to be in this position that we are today. And that fact matters a lot because we're going to start seeing that the human capabilities can only go so far. Mm -hmm. And that like the things that limit us are specifically the things that we need. Yeah. And those are the things that are going to be supplied by the AIs, you know, like... The AI is going to do all the basic work. And once yeah. all that basic work is met, then all the humans can do is the higher cognitive stuff. So, Like managing the yeah, machine. Yeah, managing and, everything else. Yeah. And I'm not saying we're going to figure this out, but this is a time of turmoil. And we're at the very beginning of the time of turmoil. I believe we're like in an getting close to an inclination point because like... Um, from people that are listening from home, like I don't want to sound like the 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 next sayer naysayer about society, but like uh, it it does get kind of scary. Uh, I mean, if you put some like in your YouTube, you know, like some like put like some videos like creepy shit that like robots say. I saw one of those and freaked me out. Oh know? yeah, those are fucking crazy. Yeah, and I saw this one, but okay, that's like the, the dystopian side of yeah. Things, it's right? like it's like the the Terminator kind of thing. But that was not the part that scared me the most. It was the most tangible evidence because I saw that, like for example, in Saudi Arabia, uh, they made the robot Sophia as an official citizen. In countries like uh, I think Singapore and China, I'm, I'm not sure of what I'm saying right now. I don't have like data to back up, but they're 
but it does exist some countries that are starting to implement AI rights into society and, and I think when it starts to, to this, comes to this point of humanitizing things that are not human that it starts to get a little bit you know out of hand you know? I honestly think that this changes the concept of democracy mm-hmm. because like we think about democracy as the concept of Humans. allowing everyone to have a voice yeah. but like that everyone is very human centric yeah and like once more things get developed not mm-hmm. just AI but like say in the future that there is like an animal species that's able to develop higher cognitive understanding yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna abide by our laws like our laws are human centric that is true I mean uh, I mean we're even getting like I'm not a specialist of law so I cannot and I cannot have credibility saying this but I mean, at least here in Brazil, like, they already have, like, laws for pets and animals. Like, and I mean, it's not just the, the general law of, like, you know, like, preserving animal life, but, like, pets can even be considered as family members. They can even receive heritage, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but that's minor shit. I mean, that's minor shit. It's just, like, the same way that, like you can consider a slave back in the day as part of your household, but that doesn't mean that they yeah. had any impact in like how the decisions of the house were made. The thing but about we're getting to a point yeah. where this is a real thing though. Like we're we're developing AI that is smarter than us in a lot of different ways. And <clears throat> eventually they're gonna come to a point where they're gonna realize that we're shafting them. Yeah, the thing is, like, uh, uh, the thing about society nowadays, especially uh, this market-oriented society, is that it's based on data. And while in the past we used to manage data on files and paper, nowadays it's all on computers. And it's just, like, it's, it's manageable. It's impossible for a human being to manage all of that. So we created systems for machines to to manage that so like you have like programs specific programs for that like SQL that is literally a AI program you just need a prison to program but it's a it's a program to like to create all these uh, you know files for keeping data but it gets into a point that like the machine there is even the concept of machine learning uh, I know that because mm-hmm. I do a little bit of programming for economics like I do yeah. I, I work with Python I work with R so in machine learning you basically like uh, you engineer an algorithm to do things for you and once you get into a level it has to get to a really high level but it's very possible you program algorithms to work when whenever they need whenever the power is on and they just do it by themselves because you teach them how to work so in a moment that you have an algorithm learning and relearning who can guarantee that it can just like start learning things by themselves Oh, we I think that that's in the entire point. Yeah. They're supposed to learn things by themselves. And the reason for that is because you have to think about the basic human fundamental question, which is like, how can I get this motherfucker to work faster and better? Mm-hmm. That's always been the question. Like, that's always been the question. In slavery, people thought like, all oh, the way that you get people to work faster is to whip them harder. 
And the, yeah. when the capitalism came around, the way to motivate people is to give them better wages and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we don't need that shit. And mm-hmm. robots don't need that shit. Robots don't need, don't need any, they don't need incentives. You're right? You That's just need, true. You I, just need good management. And a good power base. <laughs> and a good yeah. energy. <laughs> All you Running need electricity. Is, yeah. <laughs> so, like... The focus of the society needs to be on how can you best keep this thing going. That is the thing that, like, um, most of like these movies, like for example, The Matrix says that, like, uh, it gets to a point that the AI gets so developed that. Um, have you ever watched a Matrix? Uh, yeah. The animated series. Yeah. You already watched how they say like, how the machines rise into society. It's just like, man, it's it's like it's it's very like scary because like it starts like this like. They use machines for the petty things, and then it starts, like, they start using, like, robots for, like, doing, like, house labor and stuff. But then the robots start developing their own rights, and out of nowhere, they got into the, the point that they get so developed that they realize that they need to exist as an entity, as a, their own species. And then they start uh, creating, uh, they, they, they pledge a war against humanity because they need uh, the electricity, because... Their, their form, their assets is electricity. So they yeah. start battling the, the humans to get electricity. And I thought it was like really realistic. I even got like, man, this is so deep. And like, oh, this is such a can of worms that I hope that we don't get there. I, I definitely feel that. I think that the only issue with that is that like, that would be examining things through like a, even the human centric lens. Because yeah. of the fact that human beings care about these things. Yeah. Like the AI doesn't necessarily need to care about those things. And if they did care about those things, I don't think that they would care in the same way the humans would. Humans are very emotional. Yeah. And the AI wouldn't necessarily be that way. And like He's not programmed to be. Yeah, they're not programmed to be. So like they would take care of things the same like just in a very straightforward way. Like yeah, really. I need to get water, I'm gonna go get water. Yeah, it's just like really mathematical. It's well. really mathematical. Yeah. There's no politics involved. Yeah. And human beings are all about politics. Oh my God. Like, that's literally all human beings yeah, are. Yeah, that, that's the thing that we were talking about before. Uh, just check the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about this thing of like rational expectations and uh, that I was explaining for you. And I'll explain briefly for everyone Please. that's listening from home. And then, like, uh, in economics, there's this concept of, like, rational expectations. It was pretty much created. Um, I'm just, like, overly simplifying for the podcast's sake. There's much more research that happens through that. But it's basically uh, that human beings are, they, they tend to take the most rational decisions which benefit them the most. Uh, many of the reasons that why that, those theories were created was to simplify uh, macroeconomic mathematical models but we see that actually like when you get a, a human being that he's a mix of many variables intrinsically and externally that influence his behavior it's not really like that yeah you know? honestly that concept kind of sounds like a lot of human cocksucking like you're just yeah. like yeah humans are fucking great oh my god yeah humans are awesome that's why we make the most rational decisions but like every human decision is based on other things because humans don't think in the higher level humans don't think in a geopolitical level 
And that matters a lot. Yeah. Because all a human being cares about is fucking living another day and fucking. I mean, we're, we're, we're biologically programmed to survive. We're biologically yeah. programmed, exactly. To, to survive and reproduce. Like, and I mean... If you were to design, and yeah. if you thought about like, how can you design the perfect being, right? Yeah. This perfect being would not care about these really petty political things. They would just care about the survival of the species. And if you think about that, what we arrive at is literally robots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think we, we reached a point that um, we got into such developments in society that we, we have the privilege of thinking of such things because like pretty much the entire history of humanity was pretty much us trying to survive. Yeah. And that's why wars were made colonization was made but we got into a point that like we have so many abundance of resources and so many abundance of knowledge that it just became like we started to question more our existence we started to become uh, in a sense even an optimistic view i think higher beings but we're still like in that inflection point that we're still trying to understand what we're doing here and I think we're higher beings in the same way that a person who thought about nationalism back in the day was a higher being mm -hmm. you know like the natural progression of society seems to be from villages to tribes like from tribes to villages to cities to nations yeah and that's just a natural progression mm -hmm. like If we think about any nationalist nowadays is mostly just a regionalist, really. I think so. I mean, uh, like with the global economy, we're at this position where, like, yeah, it's not really one nation. You're talking about like different clans of people who it's, are allied to the common goal of humanity. Exactly. I mean, why it's like why like free trade became what it is because like. Everyone wants to survive, and it's impossible for a nation to have all the resources. Yeah. So you need to trade within each other to. Free market is honestly a really antiquated idea in my in my opinion because of the fact that like it is regionalist. You're only thinking about your own region's potential. I mean, it is it is it is in theory because like uh, I mean, there's even the concept of a comparative advantage. Like, yeah. it's impossible for a nation to, to specialize in everything, so it needs to specialize in one domain and trade that p particular commodity or asset that it has, and it trades with another nation, and it, it gets profit from that, and then it trades back with what the other one has, and I mean, I mean, it is impossible, like, every resource is, is scarce, you yeah. know, like... The only reason why, like, the thing is, economics has always been global. Mm -hmm. I just think that human beings were incapable of knowing that at the time. Like, back in the 1400s, mm -hmm. when the Europeans tried to find spices and shit, mm -hmm. that was already a pretty fucking global system. Yeah, no, I mean, glo uh, globalization is like, uh, formally happened, uh, happened way back. 
and I mean even like when the, the Phoenicians were sailing around the Mediterranean trading with yeah with the with the Europeans and with the North Africans even the Vikings that was already a form of capital globalization <laughs> and with the Silk Road as well. I mean, it's, it's you could even you can even say like you can go back to the late Bronze Age because at the late Bronze Age, what did you have? At the late Bronze Age, you have several different very important states like the Hittites, the the Egyptians, the Assyrians, and Mitanni. And what happened there? They had a really complex system where you needed to trade things to survive, yeah. and which is exactly what we're at right now. The difference is. Back in the day, they didn't have nukes, and like the main commodity that you needed to trade was tin. Everyone、yeah. had copper, sure, but tin only appears in a few different spots all over、yeah. the world. There's like a tin mine in Turkey.、Mm-hmm. There's a tin mine in England, and there's a tin mine in Afghanistan. Yeah, like that's is- how far. Think about how far these things are. Like one in、yeah. one in England. One in Turkey, one in Afghanistan. You can't supply a global economy like that. Exactly. Well,、uh, reaching almost our thirty-minute mark, and I think we can continue this in a second episode, right? Yeah, we're getting、totally. into we're getting into more like other stuff. So I think for AI, we finished for today. Do you have anything else you want to add up for what we're saying?、Uh, mostly that like. The AI government is the natural progression of things, and I think that if that's gonna happen, human beings need to be aware of it and plan for it. And the way you plan for it、mm-hmm. is, we need to come to the realization that every single constitution in the planet was developed in a pre-internet、mm-hmm. age. That that fact changes everything, because everything has changed with the internet. And like we have so many an abundance of things and knowledge and and opinions、yeah. that we need to change every single every single parameter of everything,、mm-hmm. not just constitutions but borders, because like、yeah. every most borders in the world are badly fashioned, and you can you can point to the instability in Africa as an example for that because Africa is an example of just how human beings fucked up borders. Yeah. That that is the tangible one. Well, cool. So, uh we're going to finish up for this one and we we'll, we'll continue talking. Thank you for having me. All right. So, you guys back home, if you like this episode, please subscribe on your Spotify. Just hit the green button. It's free. Give me some incentives so I can Continue to make free content for y'all, and bringing all this, you know, great economics knowledge for free. Please give Omar more reasons to invite me. All right, so we're gonna have a part two for this one because things are getting a little bit deeper. So you guys stick around and see you next time.